welcome back to the sixth episode of the Create Battle podcast. Uh, today we'll be joined by Tom Patterson. Uh, Tom is a freelance illustrator with an eye-catching conceptual style who's worked with clients such as the New York Times and The Economist. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Thanks for having me, Sean. Um, oh. Apologies for the technical difficulties. But we're actually just discussing, um, before you hit record, uh, kind of the, the good thing about having some security within uh, illustration, having like another job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying that, you know, you have, you have another thing on the side that, you know, kind of funds your, uh, your illustration stuff and the same goes for me. Um, and this is something that I've advocated for. And when I've done like talks before, I've always talked about, but it's like, it's okay to have like another job as well as doing illustration. Cause it's like, it's such a difficult industry to yeah. even get your foot in, let alone make a career out of. Um, so, and, and yeah, I don't want to go too far into this cause it's quite a big topic, but, mm. um, a lot of people, it, it it affects like the mental health side of things for, for people as well, as well as like the financial stuff. Um, yeah. And I've, you know, I felt it, I know other people feel it where, you know, you feel like it needs to be, you know, you're not good enough unless you're doing it full time. Uh, whereas that's not the case, you know, um, it's, it's even the best of the straight out there have like another second job. So. Yeah. I was going to um, say, it's kind of, um, I think sometimes it really, it, it means you can focus on it more in an enjoyable like sense it means that you can kind mm. of you, you've got that 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 kind of lifeline at the bottom where it's like a steady steady income and then and then it's every other job you can kind of take although obviously with times and stuff like that you've, you've got to separate time out a bit more it means that you kind of you're not fully relying on having to get those jobs in absolutely constantly so it's um it definitely seems like it's kind of been Good. So, and even, even, I guess, even if it's just getting started and stuff like that, and kind mm. of, like I, said, I think a lot of people link the work and kind of what they do to kind of, to their, um, like worth, I suppose. Yeah. Worth. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, the, it's, it, it can be a massive kind of relief to kind of take a step back and kind of really focus in on just a few products instead of having as many as possible just to kind of get that. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I think it can help with kind of the creative outlet as well. Like in terms of just like trying new things, and finding yeah. out what you even want to do because yeah, we both me and you we both went to Falmouth and um it's a great course we get to try lots of different things yeah um but I know some people come out of the course feeling kind of uh almost like they didn't try enough you know because uni it's a crazy time you go out partying well maybe not this year but <laughs> you go out partying uh you you do all sorts you make friends you do the coursework and you try and experiment where you can but it can be difficult to like try everything. And I definitely didn't um, try everything. I, I didn't step foot in the screen printing studio at uni like once. And now it's something I really want to get into. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is obviously in hindsight, I probably should have used the screen printing studio, <laughs> but there are ways around it. Um, like I've got now in my spare days where I'm not um, doing my other job, I, um, I bought a little screen printing kit and I'm experimenting with that. Oh, yeah it's good it's really good fun and i found yeah just definitely having that security there means i i try things more um yeah yeah and i've stopped putting pressure like before um i would put pressure on myself like oh i have to do like an editorial because that's where i'm getting most of my work in um but now i'm kind of just experimenting with all sorts of stuff i'm doing like 3d modeling i'm doing interactive stuff animation 
all sorts of different things um, that I wouldn't even have thought of, thought to do before because the pressure was on. You know, you have to get those commissions in, um, and that's not to say that you shouldn't shouldn't do things that are going to get you commissions because obviously that's really important if you want to develop and you know follow where the industry is going. Um, so I do, yeah, I do find myself going back and doing some of the things that I enjoy, which are usually editorials, which is where yeah. I've got most of my work in. It definitely, it, it feeds into you, um, like you said, any sort of experimenting and kind of just, that, that all feeds into you, like professional practice and things like that. It's all, it's all kind of, it, even just experimenting, like you said, like with screen printing there and stuff like that. It's like, it, it all, like I remember with a lot of the lino when I started doing, because I'd never really done lino before uni, and lino printing, and then once I kind of started working, I was like, oh, I really want to kind of make this, like the, the look of this kind of my work in digital. And it all kind of just feeds in. So mm. you're doing stuff kind of for fun and just in, that's kind of, well, that's kind of where a lot of good ideas come from as well, isn't it? It's just kind of enjoying and exploring and then you can kind of refer back to those ideas and kind of uh, creative processes later when you when you do get the commission or the job or whatnot. And like yeah, said, exactly. Yeah, being, being open to different types of work because I think I was the same when I first came out like we was in before we started recording it was like I've, I've done like more logo commissions now than well I've never I've never really done any logo <laughs> logos before but like what I was just asked by by one company and then um and I really enjoyed it and now I'm just doing but something that I would have kind of a while ago thought like no there's no way I'm doing that like I don't know mm. but now that I've kind of had a go in it it's kind of opened up a lot of other job opportunities and changed my style a little bit as well like I kind of I can see how it's it's changed my process again so yeah and, and and i think that's a good point as you know it's not just you know we get the jobs based on our work is that our work actually is influenced by the jobs we do as well yeah. um yeah so you know your, your style has probably changed quite a lot based on some of the logo work i suppose and i think yeah, mine's probably the same for my editorial and whatever else I've done to be honest most of my work's been in editorial but yeah. um I get the odd job here and there which is something different um yeah. but also like with the, with the whole lino process thing you know these things feed directly into how you just think about illustration um, yeah. so you know you're using that negative space to create shape and you stamp it down and it creates uh this kind of um this block color um, and that, that will feed into like how you do things digitally, how you draw, how you paint. Um, it's just kind of like a thought process. And I think the same goes to like screen printing and then how you do digital art and you overlay things and yeah. change the layer yeah. styles. And yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's like just like having the ability to try these things will really influence the way you work. Um, definitely. I, I, think, I think it's definitely influenced both of our, our work. Yeah, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, um, I can see it, I can see even just from college, like, because I didn't do too much experiment in, in college, and then well, when I went into uni, I was, like, completely, because, like, you're kind of in that, like, creative environment, like, a lot more, and it's kind of quite intense, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of people, and there's a lot of different, like, amazing work around you, and, and kind of seeing everyone explore loads of different, well, even just seeing other people work in different ways to you, I think really, really helps. Mm. With, with that as well like just just as much as you kind of giving it a go yourself it's because I've, I've really found that like through uni obviously you your style kind of gets refined but then it just it kind of goes all over really <laughs> it's just like it's <laughs> it's but it's nice to kind of have all everything around your feet in your work because it's not even just like the area and, and the people and kind of other people's way of work and not even just you experimenting but it's 
it's it's just strange how it, how, it, how it keeps changing. I was I was having a look back some of my old college work, and it's just it's just crazy how how much it's changed. <laughs> yeah, and I think beforehand I was thinking like, oh, I don't really want my style to change that much. Yeah, especially when you're like getting like regular work, you're yeah. like, oh shit, I, I can't change my style now. Yeah. But that, I don't think that's the case. I think it's always going to develop. And if you look at like every illustrator out there, like their style is just constantly changing slowly but not you know they don't take really drastic changes you know um yeah it's probably why when you look back you think like like oh wow it's it's changed so much but if you, if you follow slowly follow it it's kind of you realize mm. how you've kind of developed it slowly and slightly but it, yeah i was like that i was the same i remember even well well even back in college when i just started like getting like a digital style that i kind of liked I'm like, oh, this is it. I've done it. <laughs> like, that's it. Fine. I'll pull stuff. It's finished now. I'm, I'm all good. And um, and then obviously it's just like it's something that kind of, I guess you slowly learn that you don't really, you can't really ever just be like, this is it. Like, I've I've completed this. I can just keep going with this style. It always it's just always develop and adapt. And like, I guess that's because it's kind of attached to to like who you are. Like everything changes. Even like your your influence influences in like what you enjoy. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. Sorry, go. On. It is all about taste, like your personal taste. Um, because at the end of the day, you've got to like what you're making. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And if you don't, then there's no point in doing it, really. Like, <laughs> it has to be enjoyable. You have to like it. And if you don't, then, you know, something has to change. Um, and I think you're right. It's in, it's influenced by, by everything we do, everything we take in, consume, the illustrators we like, the illustrators we don't like, yeah. the processes we like doing, and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Even the food you eat, I suppose, to a certain extent. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, definitely. How how have you found the um how have you find the how the how how do you think the lockdown lockdown has kind of affected you creatively like if it if it has at all or oh that's a good one to be honest I was thinking about like what you might have asked me on the podcast and I thought that might have been one of them and I actually oh, couldn't <laughs> and and I was thinking to myself there's quite a lot um but one of the things is I you know I started this this new job um in October. And then about like February time, just before the pandemic was starting, I was like, oh yeah, I asked my boss, like, oh, can I go down for a four day working, pe- uh, working week and take a pay cut uh, so then I can spend more time doing illustration. Um, and then, oh yeah, it's fine. So I, I kind of went into the pandemic with a, like a bit more extra time than I usually do. And so, oh, okay, yeah. which is quite handy because I've just been experimenting quite a lot. Um, like I said, I got a screen printing kit. Um, yeah. I started working like Blender. So doing like 3D stuff. Oh, nice one, yeah. Um, so I found myself because I mean I'm I'm not a very outdoorsy person anyway. Like yeah, yeah, I stay indoors. I play video games. I watch films. Um, and so for me, I'm quite at home at home. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like to sit in front of my computer and just try new things, or you know, get up uh, to the kitchen table and try some screen printing. Um, and it, but to be honest, it wasn't something that I'd do before because I felt like I had the social pressure of like oh I need to go hang out with my friends which I don't want to make it sound like I don't enjoy hanging out with my no, friends no. they do um but I think it's much more um acceptable now uh yeah. to stay indoors and, and try those things um yeah, so yeah I, I've just found myself just trying lots and lots and lots of new things um That's and I've literally just bought a Skillshare membership so I could like oh. try more um uh not sponsored uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try a few more things. I mean, how have you found it? Because you you graduated, you're straight into pandemic yeah. England. 
uh, as a newly graduated illustrator. That must be pretty strange. Yeah, it's been it's it's been really strange. As we were talking about before, it's like it it, it has um it, it's it's been good with kind of having that other job to kind of have a even just fixing us into a bit of a routine because I think at the end of the day, it's like I I think I I get settled in with stuff okay as long as I've got some sort of like basic routine, even if it's just like like a walk at some point <laughs> like mm. each day like just kind of just kind of sets us up so I can build stuff around it and stuff like that but but it has it has been a strange obviously a very strange time to graduate um but it, it, I, I think I'm just kind of trying to trying to be like positive kind of take my time with it um realize that like because I think at first I was kind of like wanted to be like straight out of the gates like ready to go kind of trying to get as much work in doing this but I, at the end at the end of the day I've kind of just accepted like I gotta I gotta obviously still work hard but there's there's kind of bigger things at play which I can't really control so it's kind of mm. it's kind of just kind of not being so hard on myself and just still doing and kind of what you were saying before just experimenting having fun like I've done a lot of like a lot more drawn for myself than I have done in a long while and and kind of accepting jobs that I wouldn't normally accept like such as like the logo ones and kind of having actual like having a good time with it which has kind of been quite nice it's it, in the, like again kind of looking at the positive it's actually been maybe it's been good to kind of accept that I shouldn't be just going crazy straight out, like like going like over the top with everything, just kind of settling into stuff nicely. So at the end of the day, I'm just trying to take positives. And I also got a Skillshare um, membership. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so I was just, I've just been looking at loads of different um, courses on that. And that's actually been really fun. I really enjoyed that actually so far. So um, yeah, it's been, it's, yeah. it's been interesting. But like again, like I mentioned before, it must be like, I was kind of lucky enough to kind of have it at the end of uni, the, all this stuff happened. So it's like I've only missed a, a small amount compared to people who are going now or people in second year it's, who, who I'm sure like obviously it'll get adapted and stuff like that and mm. hopefully things will change, but just, it's just, just a weird time at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I definitely feel for your year though, because at the end of third year I found was really handy just to meet art directors and like, go to their offices and show them a yeah, physical we portfolio. That, <laughs> and obviously you can't just walk into like The Economist and, you know, yeah. show them your portfolio because everyone's working from home now anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that that's oh, that's something I I think must be really difficult. Just because I, I think that's how I got most of my work, was just going out and meeting people and like shaking their hand and now obviously you can't do that. Uh, yeah, that, especially with it's, it's strange as well because it's so, it's, it's almost like the premium to kind of go and meet people now instead of sending them stuff because it's obviously so like there'll be a lot of people online sending things and it's yeah. like hard to get people's attention especially big companies but like but like you said meeting them you've, you've got your portfolio in front of them it's all like they have to they have to interact with you <laughs> you're going yeah there. and they have to tell you what you're doing wrong yeah, as well yeah, exactly. and what you're doing right. yeah so um, it's like no it must have, it must have been annoying yeah we didn't get the trips or the um the final show or the graduation <laughs> so, but, but it's like it, and those are obviously like really big strong points of the course but it's um yeah it's 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 interesting it's like hopefully we'll we'll kind of i mean funny enough even some some people were chatting about all of us going down over the summer or like obviously when when it's when it's allowed and, and maybe booking an appointments ourselves as like groups of who would have already yeah. something like that just to try and work around it just to try and at least try make up but obviously again it's kind of out of it's it's frustrating but it's kind of out of our out of our control and stuff like yeah. that yeah but hopefully we can just make the best of it really yeah and i think it's definitely something to hit up like when 
things have settled down a bit because yeah, it's yeah. it's so useful to just like go and meet people and that's i can't uh i can't put enough emphasis on that i don't think because that's like um I think just having and just like showing art directors that you're a real person and for you to see that art directors are real people and because I, I went in there thinking like like absolutely bricking it like yeah first New York trip appointment I can't remember who it was I think it was oh who was that I think it oh it's like a scientific magazine but I was like I can't remember the name of it that's really bad um <laughs> scientist or? no I think it was like Nautilus or something okay. um but we went to see them and I was just absolutely bricking it, but it was absolutely fine. And then after that, it was like the big, the big boys, like Wall Street <laughs> Journal and New York Times. And then like, obviously those are really scary, but you go in there just like, and everyone's just like super chill. And it's like, yeah, so, yeah. so nice. So I think, sense. and then I think like after a couple, you then just get more chill. Like I went, when did I go to my last one? Oh, I can't remember when it was. It must be in like last year at some point. I went to see, um, I think it was someone at The Economist. And uh, it was just like super chill. Like, you, and and once you get to come kind of know art directors a little bit, it's even it's even nicer. You know, just kind of interacting with people who you feel like you you know a little bit, uh, which is really nice. Yeah, I think it must take. It surely must take like the the kind of scary scary uh, stigma kind of out of seeing them. Because in my head, like going to see these these big companies and meeting these art directors and stuff like that it, it sounds like it's just it's very very scary but like you said they're obviously just human as well and understand that everyone's nervous mm. and they're, they're only there to probably be like well they're there to help on me i guess you, you you've moved an appointment to kind of get your portfolio checked and stuff like that but it's um yeah, yeah. i'll definitely i definitely would like to do it at some point because it, it seems like a complete like super valuable to have instead of just kind of messaging them like going in person and actually having a conversation with them and I think they enjoy it because, you know, they get sent hundreds of different portfolios, but it's very rare, I think, that someone actually gets in front of them with a physical old school yeah, leather yeah. or fake leather uh, portfolio. <laughs> um, and you just flick through the work. And I think it's t the tangible nature of it where you can just like touch the artwork and flip yeah. through it yourself at your own pace rather than just being bombarded with a PDF. Um, <laughs> I think, oh yeah, carry on. I was just going to say it's so yeah it's so different now though because obviously the, like the uni course talked about how before it used to be the only thing you did was had had your physical portfolio you'd go from studio to studio and that, that that was kind of the must but but now is it kind of it's come the opposite way where it's the, the all I'm, I bet they get bombarded by constantly mm. like by PDFs of work and it must be nice to see actual stuff like physically <laughs> yeah and I I guess it's a case of like you want to make yourself stand out in a way um, yeah yeah. And I think it's quite hard to do because um, everyone's got the same idea, you know, and definitely on our course, they were like, oh, get physical portfolio. So then you've yeah. got like 100 people with that physical portfolio. It's all trying to make appointments. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, that it's the little things you can do to make yourself stand out. So I like, I went to like the Riso printer and print off some little, well, not little, I print out some big posters for like oh. art directors and kind of took them with me to appointments and said, oh yeah, just, you know, this is basically like a tear sheet, but it's massive. Oh, that's um, really cool. That's a really good idea. Yeah, so I had some of them that said they put them up on their desks and sent me photos and stuff, which is quite nice. Um, so it's just like that constant reminder, you know, if it's something they can have in front of them at all times, you know, they're going to be... Like, like the first job I got was at the New York Times on the New York trip, which was, oh God, I literally... 
uh, like shat myself pardon the french uh <laughs> because he like it was an, like an hour after i'd seen the art director and it wasn't even the art director who hired me it was his his colleague who saw the poster on the art oh, director's really? desk oh, yeah that's cool yeah and i've worked with this art director a couple of times now um was that with but the... it was literally... pardon i was gonna say was that with was that the new york job yeah yeah so the new york, awesome. new york times yeah. um that's pretty cool yeah and it and like i i didn't have anything on me so then i had to like borrow nigel our lecturer's ipad never used an <laughs> ipad before oh really um, oh my god <laughs> or procreate so he was like talking me through it before he went out for dinner <laughs> and so i like me and my my, my mate tom peak who's a, an incredible illustrator um he kept me company that night while i uh tried to get it done and he got me some pizza and some beer and <laughs> legend um and yeah, I got it done, but it was, yeah, for a first job, that's like pretty mental. And it all came from this kind of just another art director seeing his mates, something on his mate's desk, like a physical thing. Um, and you don't yeah. get that with just like sending off a PDF, you know? Yeah, yeah. And even if it's just like, I mean, I'm not sure how it works now, but even just sending people stuff in the post. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard about a lot of people, a lot of people kind of making up little, little like, little posters and postcards and stuff like that and, or, and sending it off to, to places like you said that even even that kind of having something physical that a, a lot of the time they might stick up on the desk or, or even just have in a in a in a pile of other other people's posted kind of like illustration stuff where they could be like oh well, this this style really suit this this um story or whatever we could use this illustrator but um, yeah that's really cool how they, how they use that that must have been so stressful though <laughs> oh it was it, it was a good first one though because then it was like that was the uh kind of was it the, the peak of stress so it can't get any more stressful than that <laughs> yeah yeah that's really cool. uh, do, do you use um appropriate uh in the ipad now is that kind of your main way of working or do you still well obviously i know you kind of experiment and stuff still but what do you do a lot of your digital stuff on yeah literally procreate and uh on the ipad I've got a little well i i've got two ipads i've got one that was like kind of the first one i got which i got really cheap which is a tiny one of the smaller ones and i've got the big ones and i just love the little one uh yeah yeah i think you know it lends itself to you know i'm most of the time i'm making stuff for instagram or i'm making stuff for an article so i can view it at the size it's going to be i don't have to blow it up yeah to massive yeah. proportions so i like kind of working small um that was it, but yeah, Pro Procreate and on the iPad, and oh, I just love it. It's, Procreate is one of those pieces of software where I think people laughed and scoffed at it to begin with, but it's literally yeah. just gotten better and better and better. And compared to what Adobe are putting out on, oh, it's mad. On iPad, it's incredible. Like I tried Fresco and I've tried the Photoshop app, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, you know. And maybe that's my Procreate bias coming across. No, I know. No, I know what you. Um, yeah, I was the same. I remember thinking like. It's strange because I had I had um, a Cintiq before I went to uni, and I was like, mm. I'm gonna. This is like this is an investment. I'm gonna use this. Whole, yeah, I was the same actually. Yeah, I yeah. literally just before just before going to uni. Yeah, and I just thought this is like perfect. And then as soon as I started seeing, I think I just saw like one or two people starting to use the iPad, and I was like, oh, that's good, but it's not really like I worry because it's not really an industry standard. And I know if I go, but then it just kind of shot up in kind of everyone's like a lot of people started using it, and then I started noticing obviously like like. Um, Nigel using it with his work and kind of a lot of the other tutors saying that they used it with with um 
like with industry and then I started seeing people online doing like book covers and, and picture books and they're saying oh I did all of this in procreate and I'm like oh so it is like very much kind of I don't know it's just it's just so handy compared to because with the Cindy copy you see it was the yeah the, yeah the mouse the keyboard the, the actual pc tower itself and it was 50 just cables like, as well yeah yeah all the, <laughs> all the cables yeah um I had like a nightmare cable management so it was like, everywhere and it just looked horrible and uh and and it's kind of you have to sit there like you have to sit at your station and draw but like with my because I, I i got the smaller one as well um mm. smaller ipad and, and and it's so it is so handy just to kind of get out and sketch and it, it fits really nice in my bag or i can just carry around with it and and it's just a lot more it's just like having a little notepad really but but you've got all these brushes and yeah it, it's 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 really it's really i really highly rate them like highly rate them i think it's really helpful halfway through obviously i sold my Cintiq and then I just bought an iPad and I just yeah. kind of really looked back and just kind of I need to I need to sell my Cintiq like it's just sat in a drawer <laughs> I still got it I need to I need to get rid of it so if anyone listening wants a Cintiq yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but no I, I I load it's it's funny because I think Wacom really need to up their game like I don't know what they're playing at like they're meant to be like the industry standard with this kind of thing and Apple have actually like wiped the floor with them with something you can do not just your illustration on, but all your marketing, well, that's, yeah, yeah, social media stuff, like your whole business plan, everything on this one device. So I don't know what Wacom are even doing if they're gonna stay afloat or not. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing. That's the thing. It's a, it's your whole, your whole, um, your whole illustration kind of studio and career is now just in the little, in the little iPad itself. Mm. Like you said, you've got you've got marketing, everything, emails, all of that. It's just so much so handy compared to having obviously just a big monitor that you have to plug in everything else um but it's, i mean saying uh, that like it, i guess it works for illustration but maybe not stuff like graphic design stuff like advertising yeah that's, that's true yeah yeah that is true that's true and i guess i guess as well with people having set studios if, if you mm. are working in like main studios it's good to kind of have a place where you go in and sit but but yeah i just i just yeah i just really rate that the ipad quite quite highly which is kind of just how much it's helped um because at first i just started renting them out at um in in Falmouth, like just right, oh, yeah. as in just uh getting them from the i forgot what it's called now but i just ended up renting them from the uni just being like um for, for like the week or whatever you know how you can just get equipment out and stuff yeah and, and it just completely changed kind of the way the way i work and again just like what we were chatting before about stuff feeding into into our work i, just, I felt like it just it kind of changed my style a bit and it with with being able to draw kind of anywhere I, I started doing a lot of like drawings of like landscapes and other things like that and that was kind of something else that I played into it but it was just it's just an interesting interesting point in the in a, the kind of big change in my style and stuff like that mm, and I think that happens a lot in terms of like you just pick up one thing like you think oh on the off like I'll give this a go yeah and then I think you become surprised at how much it's actually influenced your work um for me, I think it was probably using like the Riso printer at uni. Um, yeah. Francisco, great lecturer, uh, got that all sorted, and a few of us made like little zines and stuff. Um, so then you play about with like all overlaying colours on top of each other, and one's yeah. dark and another one overlaid where they you know overlap, and then that like completely influenced like the way I created work. Um, Definitely, yeah. So I think yeah, like, like going back to what you said before, just trying new yeah. things, no, fantastic. Completely. Do you, do you still do you have like access to a riser printer still or do you, if you're, are you still able to kind of do some of that stuff on, on there is one there's a riser printing place in bristol 
near me, I think. Okay, yeah. But I haven't ventured out because <clears throat> I was going to uh, do like a bunch of little posters, but then pandemic happened. So I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah. maybe I should wait, uh, you know, save that money. And then maybe when it's uh, over, I can go back and, and print some more. Um, yeah, that'd be, I saw some of the posters that you did as well. They were really cool, the big prints that you were doing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, they're literally just on like our home. Um, I think it's an inkjet print that we've got. So the print quality is okay, but it's not, obviously yeah. not Rizo standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were a lot of fun. I just kind of, I just drew that image, like the first one of like the one playing guitar is like a, just on the fly one night, just chilling, watching Gogglebox. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this would make a really cool series. And I had a lot of interest in like my mates who are musicians and stuff. Oh, like, oh, you should do this instrument, you should do that. And I was like, oh, I'll just do like a set of three because I don't really want to make it like a big thing. Yeah. Um, so I like did them over the course of the week and I, you know, saw a couple. Um, and it's just a lot of fun, you know, and, and that kind of got my shop up and running because um, I've never really had like a proper shop. So now I'm thinking about oh, what else can I do? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to experiment with some like, clothing and stuff at some point i reckon um oh, class yeah That'd be I've, just, I've just done a job for like uh a bakery like designing their clothing so that was like a really fun job now i kind of want to do more oh wow yeah that's really um, is that like like, like uniform yeah so it's i actually used to work there it's a place called makoko in bristol right. and i was a baker there uh oh wow <laughs> i was like well being illustrated last year um and uh, they knew I was an illustrator, so they just like uh, messaged me, being like, oh, would you be interested in designing our, some t-shirts for the team to wear? I was like, yeah, That's definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and I, it's really good when you have a client who you know. I mean, sometimes it makes it awkward, but it, it's good when you have a client you know who respects the industry and knows how much to pay and stuff. Because a lot of times it's just like your mate wants commission and they don't know what to pay. And uh, you don't really want to be like, oh, yeah, like, give them an the actual fee because the actual fee is very expensive um yeah so it's good to work for a client that is chill you know them uh and you like the kind of um source material i suppose uh and they you know pay you a, a good amount for your work i mean that's it was kind of an ideal job really yeah that's um and i didn't even work in procreate on that one i worked in um illustrator which i hardly ever work in um Okay. Just because it, the nature of the design was like it was a vector. I was going to say, yeah, it was a lot, yeah, using vectors and stuff, yeah. Because mm. I was like, uh, the nature of the commission was like, oh, it's going to be on print, but we might also use it in other like marketing materials. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll do it so you can like scale it up. Yeah, so yeah. I need it. Um, yeah. That's something I've had to, um, have you heard of uh, Affinity Designer? Affinity. I haven't, no, what's that? That's a, it's a, it's a really decent, it's the one that I've been using because I did all those logos that I was chatting about, because obviously, like the same, they had a, one of them was like a financial firm, and they had the had, they wanted to blow it up and kind of put it on like the walls. So I was like, that's definitely going to have to learn. Like, I hadn't really done anything in vectors before, so I was like, oh no. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it I, is daunting. It is yeah, daunting. It, it's really, because it's a lot more kind of like, yeah, it, it's, been, it's been fun though. It has been fun. But I've, I, I found an app called Affinity Designer. It's on, it's on, it's on iPad, and it's just like, it, it's just a vector based um, program, but it's really, like, really, really. It's because I, I struggled a bit with Illustrator on iPad because um, they've just brought they've just brought that over. But but Affinity Design is like a really good. It just it just might be worth like checking out just if you want to do some vector stuff on the iPad. Definitely, I found a really decent one. Just because I was I was looking around because I was I, I really didn't want to start trying to get everything because I've got quite an old graphics tablet now and I was like I, I'm just so used to the iPad. <laughs> it's mm. it's, worth obviously, it's worth obviously still trying to keep up with doing stuff like 
in as many mediums as you can but I was just so used to the iPad I was like I don't want to mess up with doing too many new things so I was like I'll try and find a good software for it but, but that's a, that might be worth checking out the, the Affinity one is really really decent if you want to work with vectors on it definitely I'll definitely check that out. I've written it down it's uh it's on the list yeah <laughs> um yeah, I find it really difficult that they are definitely programs that have kind of monopolized everything like Adobe and basically they're, they are very good at what they do. Um, but I feel like they are still lagging behind on the, the iPad front. So yeah, yeah. Affinity Designer does look pretty sick actually. Yeah, no, give that a look. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, in, it's cool to see other applications like catching up and kind of giving a bit of competition because obviously it's competition is good for kind of all the, all the platforms because it means well cheaper prices and hopefully better better apps sometimes mm. and, and um, it's like it, it's it is it's quite cool to see just see the 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 apps kind of like grow from it there's been quite a few cool like animation apps that have popped up um that have just kind of been super playable ones and even stuff um it's uh is it ar is that um no no not AR. What's the what's well, it's not not virtual reality but um where oh, augmented reality. oh yeah also yeah yeah, 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 AR, yeah. Um, there's some quite cool ones that have kind of been like using it's just interesting because obviously you've got used to the camera and stuff like that and, and it's quite like a little powerful thing now so you I don't know it, gives, it just gives you a lot of options it's really it is really cool mm, I like that yeah just experiment different things I was actually thinking today I, I've got a VR headset that I got recently so I'm like oh, well, nice. what, what can I do <laughs> what, how, yeah. how can I illustrate in VR isn't there um, a software in yeah. There, are, there is, yeah. I'm going to give a few of them a go, and like sculpting and stuff. And then, oh, um, I'm going to do a Skillshare course on like um, doing interactive environments and stuff. So oh, nice. I could do, like, say if I design a poster, put up in this interactive you know, environment. And, you know, I don't want to get off topic, but one of my favourite designers, he's basically done that. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, a guy called Ollie Moss. Um, Oh, no, I don't even have. Not he he um he did a lot of screen printed movie posters and stuff. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And now he's kind of just joined Valve, the you know oh, the video game yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. And he's just done all the design for like the latest Half Life game. <laughs> oh, is that the VR Half Life game? It is, yeah. So that's, that's basically oh, the, only, the only brand new Half Life game, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically the main reason I got the headset. Is that oh, I want to play this game and I want to see all of his stuff. Oh, um, cool. but it's quite cool just go like interacting with environments and then seeing really beautifully illustrated things that yeah. are tangible. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's a whole new experience though. I hopefully more and more apps will come out to experiment with, just like AR, I suppose. Um, yeah, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's made it a lot more accessible. Like, I mean, even the fact that a lot of VR stuff now, like on the brain, like the new ones, you kind of don't really need, it's all, you don't actually need a PC tower and stuff like that. And uh, do you need the sensors still? I, I, I don't really know what to say. No, I've got, so I just got the one from, sorry, getting very off, to, off topic, no, no, but no, it is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the Oculus Quest 2. I've literally, yeah, it's the new one just came out. I've decided to get my first VR headset to be that because, yeah, it's all wireless. You just have the hand, the the controllers, and then the headset. Oh, okay. um, but it gives you the option to, uh, to plug it into your tower. So I've been doing that to play a lot of games. Oh, cool. um, but yeah, you don't you don't need the sensors on the walls or anything. It's really interesting, and it's really you know hopefully it will make companies up their game a bit and the industry to kind of follow suit. The only problem I have is that you need a Facebook account to play with it, which is like you need, so, a, you need a Facebook account. Yeah, it's so weird. I I don't. Oh, Oculus got bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oculus got bought by Facebook, didn't they? 
yeah it's it's one of those things that i think is going to put people off and obviously yeah. it's this whole concern of like where is this data going but that's yeah. a whole that's a whole different, <laughs> a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah. that's a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um yeah that's that's true i didn't know that that's really weird that's yeah you, you definitely would think they would kind of still keep it separate obviously even though they own it yeah no that, mm. that, that is odd but um yeah so it's what kind of just going back to um your, your kind of projects and your, your 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 freelance work what how, how do you kind of get started with the project when you get a brief is it um it, how's that process kind of go that's a really open question now because there's so many different types of briefs but like <laughs> like how do you kind of first initially get started like is it just a lot of sketches or a lot of writing or? so i'm not a very probably an anomaly here but i don't have a sketch i don't really have sketchbooks or anything so i the idea comes in to so say for like an editorial the idea they'll send me the article and then they'll they, they probably they usually send like a here's the general gist of the article as well because um you can read and read an article for ages but it's hard sometimes it's hard to digest yeah, yeah. especially if it's something a topic that i know nothing about um so i did want a universal credit when that was coming out and i literally still have no idea how it all works um <laughs> yeah. but they literally send you the general gist like oh yeah it's gonna it's this form of uh kind of credit which is you know encompasses all of these different schemes all into it you know um so you've got to kind of take that message and turn it into visuals well how do you do that you basically pick apart the visual metaphors that can be found in the article to begin with, try and get as many visuals from the article. So I just underline certain things. I draw like little on the side of like the, if I have a little printout, I'll just draw a little like, oh, hot air balloon or something or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the ideas just spring from that. And I usually just go straight from, I don't tend to do too many thumbnails. Sometimes I have to, uh, if, if the ideas just aren't working sometimes in my head, sometimes it's good to just get them down on paper, but I usually just go straight from the article then to just try and complete roughs because you are, you know, time is your enemy on a project like that. You, you really do need to pump out as many ideas as possible and the ideas have to work. Um, yeah, I find like if the ideas aren't working, then you just got to go back to the drawing board and keep going back, keep going back until they start working. Um, I never really like to give an art director an idea that I don't think works. Yeah, I mean, certain on it. Yeah, so I want to give them like three distinct different visuals that all fit quite well. Um, and obviously, I'm going to have my favourite, and you know, inevitably, they never pick the favourite because that's just <laughs> the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I tend to just try and get as much of the message out of the source material as possible. Um, in terms of editorial anyway um yeah other projects like this this t-shirt design it was very it was much more open they basically said go wild and that is arguably worse <laughs> because yeah you're exactly. like what on earth do i do <laughs> yeah i'll draw yeah. some bread it's a baker i'll draw <laughs> some bread um but then you i i guess you know it, it comes back to just experimenting so i i you know opened up illustrator which i hardly ever use and just started playing about shapes and i thought oh actually just playing with simple shapes work quite well how can i make an idea out of this um but yeah i i think it does depend on the brief but most of the time it is just uh like dissecting like getting the general idea sorted because if the idea doesn't work then the illustration just won't work even if it like you can have the most beautiful illustration in the world 
yeah. for an article but if it doesn't match up with what the articles yeah. are talking about then well, like what's the point you know like yeah they could have just found something on shutterstock you know yeah yeah so it's like focusing really heavily on the on the the, the uh, conceptual like the, the conceptual side of it Definitely. exactly yeah and i think it's difficult because we're at a bit of an odd time for in particular editorial stuff where there are three main topics and it's hard to avoid all of them um, yeah. so you've got like trump you've got brexit you've got the pandemic and those are like the three and i find it very difficult when just like trying to do editorials for fun to like find anything other than that that's actually yeah. interesting um yeah yeah Definitely. Oh, that springs to mind like very distinct visuals. Um, That's the thing because it's really hard because you, you you've got um, the, obviously the visual cliches that kind of come up really, okay. really all, all the time, and then you kind of look at other stuff and you're like, oh, that kind of like that looks that's very similar to this this idea that I'm I'm kind of working on. So I, I found that recently when I was trying to I was I was just doing like um, some like just practicing some editorials and I was just looking up and it took, it took forever to try and find like a, like some just, I was looking at just really random ones that I could just have a real, like a, like have some fun with. It was mm. just, I had to dig through like a load of like very similar, like you said, like the main obviously overtaking the news kind of stories. And it was really hard to try and find some like niche little ones which are really strange and weird and like, um, yeah. So it, yeah, it's, um, yeah. It yeah. It's hard to kind of avoid. And I guess like, doing that is a double-edged sword because you do something that you're enjoying and that's interesting but then you're like is actually anyone gonna look at it <laughs> you know yeah. like that's that's the issue it's like yeah trump all of that like most of my the the posts on instagram and you know the most traction on my website all comes from the stuff that's like brexit or trump or pandemic okay, related yeah. stuff because i think that's what people are just looking at and people are interested in yeah um but you just don't want to do the same thing over and over. And like you said, you, you get stuck in the visual cliches that come with those things. Um, yeah. So it is, you've got to try and make the best of it, I suppose, and try and come up with something a little bit, a little bit different. Different, um, yeah. Which I guess in, 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 in its own like sense is like quite a nice little challenge as well, I guess, because you're having to kind of, if, you, if you're aware that it is obviously sometimes like hard to make something new, it's quite, at the same time, I imagine it might be quite a nice challenge to try and, make something new if you know what i mean yeah like you yeah you have that challenge of like how do i avoid all of all, all of, of these this features, yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah make it something like different and yeah it's i guess that's it yeah it's it's cool it definitely got pros and cons it is it must be it must be quite nice to kind of get a, a job in where it's just like completely different and you're like well okay this this is going to be fun <laughs> yeah and i think it, it opens you up to like wanting more of that work as well because it's very daunting to be like okay i've got design t-shirts people gonna wear people gonna see like every yeah. day whereas you do you do an editorial and like yeah people sit for a couple of days you know a week yeah, max yeah. and then people forget about it yeah um which is kind of quite freeing because you're like if i do a shit illustration it's just gonna be gone <laughs> yeah it's gonna be gone and yeah, yeah. so that's why i feel for people who do these huge campaigns and do like kids books and stuff because those things are always going to be in bookshops so yeah, if there's yeah. something you don't like in those things you're, you're going to be constantly reminded of them and people are always <laughs> going to bring them up yeah. um so yeah it's, that that side of thing is very scary like you're like okay this thing's going to be around for a while yeah how do i like make it so i like it to begin with and how yeah. do i make it so it kind of lasts the test uh you know kind of lasts the test of time is that the, is that the term yeah yeah the, yeah yeah that's, that's it, yeah um yeah so yeah and, and that's 
and I, it's strange because I say like, oh yeah, I, I avoid doing projects like that, but I'm finding myself leaning more into them now, like the kind of um, publishing side of things. Like I really want to do publishing projects just because, just that like the longer form projects do sound quite interesting where yeah. you, you're consumed by this topic for quite a long time. Um, yeah. yeah, it's quite a change, isn't it, from, from obviously what the, like, like the editorial stuff and kind of the show. I did that with yeah. them. With it, 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 uni, I was I did so many editorials, and then I got so sick, like sick of it by because I just one editorial after that. I just spent the last couple of months fully on like um, a kids book, and it was just so different and it was so fun, and I, and I really enjoyed like actually working a lot longer on like the visuals and like the kind of the world building of it instead of kind of just doing like a lot of sketches and then a rough and then like the final, and then being like right next project. Yeah, exactly, and that and. I'm completely the same. I'll never commit to a full kids book. I yeah. just on my own bag, but I have like, it's, it's strange. Like you get the ideas and then it's hard to put them in motion, especially if it's a big project. Yeah. It's just like, where do you even begin? Yeah. You know, it's cause you don't want to yeah, commit all the way to, to start something and then tell people you're, you know, I'm doing this. Like I've done that a couple of times. Like I've had some narrative projects, which are more adult narrative related stuff um, okay, yeah. rather than kids stuff. Um, and I've like put on my website, like I'm, work, I'm working on this thing. And then a couple of months later, I'm like, God, I haven't even started that yet. <laughs> it's like, uh, like I, I, I tend to avoid doing that now. So I, I keep it hush hush if I'm yeah, that's, that's a, thing. sometimes the best thing to do to keep you, keep yourself motivated, to be honest, because you, you're not like, once you put it out there, everyone's expecting something and you're like, oh no, mm. <laughs> pressure really builds, but it's nice to kind of do it in like your own time and, and, uh, not tell people about it and then eventually be like, oh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like going back to the whole thing of like people expecting things like as illustrators, we're literally our own worst enemies with that because <laughs> no one cares about our work more than we do. Yeah, um, yeah. And we can think like, oh, God, this is this one illustration I hate. It's going to ruin me. But then like people, it's just on someone's feed and they like it or don't like it. And that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, art directors don't have a list of people they're never going to hire. You know, uh, they don't have a blacklist, you know. Um, and I think that's, you know. I, uh, it's something I talk to my friends about quite a lot because it's quite a difficult time you know no one's really getting much work and you know we we see it as kind of a a reflection on who we are because we invest so much of our time into to what we do and our illustrations and stuff yeah. um and it affects people's mental health quite a lot like I'm not I'm not sure how much you want me to like touch on this sort of stuff no no that's no that's that's good that's good definitely that's definitely fine I'll go with it yeah and it's something I like whenever I talk to people about stuff, I, I like to bring it up because people don't want to talk about it that much themselves, like only to like yeah, friends yeah. and stuff, but they, it's something they're, they're all uh, constantly dealing with is this feeling of inadequacy with what they're doing. Um, especially if they have, they know people who are getting work, like, um, I'm not going to name any names, but I've got lots of friends who are getting like regular illustration work and you know, they're fantastic illustrators, but it's hard not to compare yourself to those people. Um, yeah, definitely. And once you start doing that, you then go down like a, a road of like, okay, like how, like they're doing so much better than me. Like, what can I do? I need to change what I'm doing. Like, why am I not good enough? And it yeah. really can affect your mental health. And it's definitely not a case of like you have to change anything, uh, unless you're doing something really wrong, uh, which I think you know isn't something you can necessarily self-reflect on, but you can get other people's feedback on. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's more of a case of um, just like that that comparison, you know, you you and and it, 
it's difficult to pinpoint like why you're not getting work you know there's a global pandemic going on the industry might have changed your work might not fit any projects yet um but your friends work that yeah they might they might fit and you know more power to them and i think you have to evaluate what is working for you personally and what's working professionally as well yeah uh and kind of balance those two um i think uh, i always think about this quote so i don't want to turn this into a ted talk um, no, 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 no. there's this quote i think who was it i think it was like teddy roosevelt uh who said something like comparison is like the thief of joy um yeah yeah so i think it's not good to, to never compare yourself to like the biggest industries in the world number one all yeah. your friends um just literally base your base your worth on what you're actually physically doing for yourself not what other people are doing um really yeah and i mean as well it can be a case of like compare yourself to 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 like to who you were if you want to if you want to if mm. you want to kind of improve because obviously it's easy to look at other people and be like well look they're they're here they're on this kind of they've done all of this and they've done all of that but obviously they started somewhere and and it's the same with kind of like they're on a completely different path to you they're a com- like completely different person and you're a completely yeah. different person it's just like and like and i think the best thing that's kind of really helped helped me kind of process it all is like i need to the only way you're going to kind of see real like growth and learning is if you're comparing yourself to what you've done and, and obviously if you're constantly working and you, you're constantly kind of working on um having fun and exploring stuff and kind of you you you're just naturally going to kind of grow a bit and then if you look back at yourself you work in a, in a year's time and you think oh look it's like i've done so much since then i think it's a, the best kind of like anecdote to that is just is like to not compare yourself to others but to compare yourself to to like who you were yeah exactly and i think to add to that definitely don't think like this is where where i want to be in like a year's time because it's never gonna happen like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially like if those things are based on because what you think you want definitely isn't what you want um, yeah, yeah because you'll be a completely different person in like a year's time so yeah, i i thought to myself like oh i want to get hundreds of editorials and that's all i want to do for the rest of my life but like when she came down to it and I was getting a lot of editorial work, I was like, wow, this is actually kind of stressful, like having to, to deal with all this. Um, yeah. And just having that kind of work in general can affect like mental health and stuff. Um, and having like, like it's not an easy job. Illustration is definitely not an easy job at all. And mm-hmm. it's, and I think what's difficult about, about it is it, it attracts a certain kind of person who, oh God, I don't really want to get off topic here. No, no, but I think I think it definitely attracts more introverted people um, who might not necessarily um, feel like they can do another job, um, and then so when they can't do what they want to do, it's such like a uh, a punch to the gut, you know. Um, yeah. So if they're not getting that work, it's like it's their entire being is being, you know, uh, like saying they're not good enough. But that's just not true. It's um, it's definitely a really difficult industry for everyone. Um, and if, sorry, go on. I know, carry on. I was, I was just going to say just what you were saying before the call as well. It's kind of like basing, basing all your practice on, on a, like your, like, well, just what you're saying there, like your whole, your whole worth is just such a, it's something that is like, is easy to fall into, but is a really, really bad habit to get into because, like you said, if you, I mean, even if you have enough, because everyone has off days, everyone has like, Oh, definitely. You can have like lows and lows and highs, but on, on the lows, if you, 
if you kind of relate having a doing doing bad with work or having a having a even like even just like a, a bad time with a client or something or kind of work or not really feeling it it's just like it doesn't it's so easy to kind of relate and think right that's it that's it everything's over now it's it's like yeah and, and i think to kind of to when you're saying about focusing on mental health it's like if you to, to kind of um to kind of support yourself i think you have to have kind of a little bit of a disconnect with it and understand that you're going to make mistakes and it's not your life isn't all about the the, the work itself and how much how much work you get and stuff like that it's it's very it's very much um it's very much separate like you like just just kind of from from for mental health sake it's like it's it's definitely good to kind of have that separation from work and 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 like personal life and and even just personal artwork as well like be, uh, mm. yeah definitely and i think it comes down to like just because you're not getting paid for the work you're doing doesn't mean that the work is bad yeah. um because you make work like it people make work for all sorts of reasons you know the some of the best artists in the world got paid nothing for their work but we still consider them like the greatest artists in the world you know um and especially with illustration you know there aren't that many jobs to go around anyway yeah. um so i think it's definitely not worth investing your time and thinking oh this could get me work i think it's worth investing in time in the things you enjoy and then hoping you get work out of that um yeah. because if there's no joy in it like what's the point at the end of the day you know um you're just not gonna have a good time and I, I think you know that's a mantra that is for every kind of job you know if you're not really enjoying it um what's the point also it's very easy for me to say that because i've got another job to rely on um yeah yeah so i, I am coming from this uh, from a very um privileged perspective i suppose so i think that's worth acknowledging yeah but uh, i think i think i think it's 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 a really good point though i think like it's it is even down from like the work i hadn't i hadn't really thought about that actually about when you're saying about a lot sometimes the difference between work between paid or not is literally just the money like, mm. like, like you're just creating a similar similar work obviously it's in the context as well but like you know that's true it's, it's interesting how you put so much just because you get kind of money for this work you put so much more stress on the on the work itself than, than you would like some personal work that you were doing but but yeah that's a, i hadn't really thought about that that's a really good point yeah and i think yeah i mean exactly i think that's why i i do a lot of editorial work not because i've got work in it before i mean i, I think that probably is an aspect um like if you were to look into my psyche or something i'm sure there's something there <laughs> where it's like yeah i'm doing more of this because i've been paid for it more in the past but I actually enjoy the topics. Like I enjoy politics. I enjoy yeah, yeah. social stuff, uh, you know, opinion editorials and stuff, science, some science stuff, um, some stuff to do with religion, you know, it's stuff that I am very interested in. And yeah. so I, I want to do those things. Um, and sometimes I'm not interested in them, so I won't do them. So I'll have a hiatus where I just don't do any editorials. And, you know, I, I did, I've had that stint where, you know, you, so in, at the end of third year, I got, tons of work well not tons quite a bit of work yeah. um and then i had like a almost a year with like nothing and it's like such a punch to the gut because you you put all your worth in like oh shit like what did i do wrong yeah and yeah. like am i not good enough in the industry should i just give up um and then after a bit of self-reflection you kind of realize okay maybe it's not like me maybe it's just like okay some new graduates came out and they want to give them some work you know yeah um different different elements that play into it isn't it it's like yeah there's so much not, to it's not always to do with just 
you're being bad or this being bad. It's just like, it's, it's a million and one things, even just, even just like time and, and things like that. Like, well, like I said, you said before with the, just there about the, the graduates, even, even just, it's just anything. There's so many factors that play into it. And I think a lot of people are quite quick, including myself to kind of be hard on yourself. But, but like you said, it's kind of having to fight against that really. Yeah. I think, oh, and it's so difficult to strike the balance. Like it is, it's a difficult industry anyway. And then you add, like you putting pressure on yourself and then also you do need to have that competitive edge so it's very stressful and very difficult to know what to do and I definitely can't give any advice on actually what you should do because I think that's <laughs> up to the, the individual on what you feel like you should do yeah. but um I think it like you need to yeah, I, I think you need to kind of stand out in a way because every year there's a hundred more, well, hundreds more illustrators coming into the field. Um, and how are you going to be that anomaly who carries on, you know, you don't just get a year of work and then you don't get anything. How are you going to be that person who gets more afterwards? Um, so I think, yeah, it's self-reflection, self-love, and then just like figuring out what you really enjoy. And I think, you know, those three things are very important really important yeah definitely and the, the, the yeah just the balance of all of those really isn't it yeah uh, yeah it's, um, there's no time in the day to do any of it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um well we've, we've been on i think for about an hour now uh, mm. so i guess i'll just kind of have one more I, I mean the question i was going to ask was kind of about was about advice out but i feel like that was kind of really good advice um so i kind of throw like a a different one this is kind of this is one i've been been asking a few people recently um it's just kind of a bit of like a fun one but what would be if you had kind of what would be your dream project basically what, what, what if you have a client like the dream client like message you and like i was saying that i was i was on the thing before and i said like unlimited budget <laughs> or whatever like um what what would kind of be your dream your dream project and it could be working with like any brand or anything as well Oh god, that's so difficult. I know, I know it's a really you know what? I'm not I'm not actually one of those people who think like God, I really want to do this. But like I love films and I'd love to do any kind of book or animation or something on films. Um oh, cool. particularly maybe like westerns, because yeah. I like drawing cowboys as well. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh if anyone wants to do a book on westerns, hit me yeah. up. But also just like I, I might I mean I don't wanna no, I, I don't think I can talk about a project that might not happen, but I might have a project where I get straw cowboys in the future. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that sounds exciting. That's yeah. Yeah. So maybe the dream project's coming real. <laughs> maybe, hopefully. Um, fingers crossed. But no, I, I think I might add one thing of advice as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, read, if, if someone sent you a brief, read it more than once. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a job with the Wall Street Journal where I read it and I was like, yeah, go ahead, I've got some really good ideas. But then I didn't read the specifications again. Um, and I got the resolution, like the size dimensions wrong. Oh no. And it was a very tight turnaround. And they oh, were like, God. we've had to like change the layout to fit with your illustration. If you ever work with us again, please read our brief properly. And I was like, oh, oh my no. God, <laughs> I'm never gonna get any work again. And to be fair, I still haven't been hired by them again. So, um, yeah, definitely one bit of advice, reread, reread your, um, your briefs is very important. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is definitely some good, that is some very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
yeah thank you for thank you for taking your time to come on i really i really do appreciate it um i was wondering just just before we'll kind of like wrap it up is there is there anything you want to um like shout out like websites or short, where, where like people can find your, your your work and stuff like that or get in contact with you oh sure so i have an instagram uh tg patterson uh patterson with one t it's scottish name um and i have an etsy where you can buy prints if you'd like um i have a twitter i hardly use tg patterson again um so yeah just go to my instagram uh, or email me at tgp illustration at gmail.com bit of a mouthful but that's what i chose when i graduated definitely don't regret it <laughs> Well, well, yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's been, been a really good, really good chat. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thanks. No, thank you for having me. It's good to, always good to chat illustration. Um, yeah, cheers. And, hopefully and you're do it again soon. What's it again, sir? Hopefully we'll uh, get a chance to do it again soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I said, you're more, more than welcome to come back on. Thanks, Tom. Cheers.